Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jesse Shrake. I want to thank you so much for uh, tuning into this podcast today. Uh, my goal is that you're able to extract even just a couple of nuggets that will add value uh, to your life so that you can live a more purposeful, driven, life-giving life. Uh, so again, thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy. The title of today's podcast is Finding Purpose. Uh, this is a, uh, I guess this is a topic that's pretty near and dear to my heart, um, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that here here in a little bit. Um, so I hope today, uh, at the end of this podcast, you, you walk away with uh, a few tips, a few things uh, to think about, and even an exercise that's going to help you uh, find your purpose, identify your purpose and, uh, and hopefully begin to start living it out. Uh, and so uh, I know that if you will do that, you'll have a more fulfilled life. Uh, you'll be happier about the decisions that you make. And you'll also uh, be able to, uh, to live your life knowing that you're doing exactly what you were created to do. So uh, briefly, I'm going to uh, talk a little bit about me and kind of kind of introduce this topic through the lens of, of my life. So um, I grew up with an absolutely incredible family. I have awesome parents that have, have been married for 38 years now. Um, they were business owners growing up, so I got to have them at all of my uh, school events. They were very supportive. I think each of them maybe missed one sporting event or one of my extracurricular activities um, through my entire schooling career. Um, they've always been very encouraging, very um, uh, very supportive in everything I've done. And so I grew up and uh, in rural Ohio. Um, shout out to uh, the Marion area, uh, Ohio. It gets a lot of uh, it gets a lot of bad rep, but uh, it's a great place. Um, I say that because I have family there and it is really a community on the rise. Um, but when I was 16, uh, I actually caused a fatal car accident um, that also landed my best friend in a medically induced coma for uh, right around two months. Um, and not only did, uh, did someone die, um, also the woman who passed away, uh, her name was Jane Watts. Her 18-month-old granddaughter was with her and uh, was ejected and had several, I mean, just absolutely terrible injuries. Um, and I'll get to that, and I'll cover all of that in a, a later podcast. I'll go much more into depth on all of that. Um, spoiler alert, though, it does have a very, um, a very positive ending uh, that I think a lot of you would uh, would really like to hear and be encouraged to hear. But moving past that, um, I always knew that I wanted to help people. Um, from the earliest time that I can remember um, myself thinking about a career, uh, it was always psychology. I always used to uh, watch Dr. Phil when I would stay home from school sick. Um, and I know you can't see me, but I'm using the air quotations when I say sick. Um, I'd always watch Dr. Phil and I thought it was just, you know, the coolest thing um, that this old bald guy uh, could make millions of dollars sitting and talking to people and serving them and, and helping them. Um, that was just kind of how I saw it back then. And so uh, I think even as early as fourth grade in my fourth grade yearbook, it said, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I want to be a psychologist. Uh, in fourth grade, I, I terribly misspelled it, but uh, I can make it out to this day. And so I knew that's what I wanted to pursue in my life. I want to be a psychologist. 
And, uh, and so I, I kind of went down that path, graduated high school, went to college uh, to become a psychologist, picked up a uh, ministry major um, as, as God in, as a huge part of my life. I, I truly believe that uh, a personal relationship with Jesus is the way to go. So uh, again, I'll probably do some more podcasts where that's uh, where I dive into that a little bit. Um, but I went to, I was studying psychology, studying ministry, and I, uh, about my junior, actually going into my senior year, I caught the entrepreneurship bug. <laughs> I caught the, uh, I was actually introduced to a, com- a personal finance company uh, that's a network marketing company. So I was um, recruiting, training new financial representatives, um, doing the best I could. I actually decided that that's what I wanted to pursue as a career. So I quit college after three years. Um, I was doing fairly well. Um, but decided, hey, this isn't for me. I'm the type of guy that when I see a new path, I burn the boats and just immediately hop onto the next path. So um, I went into finance for for three years, um, had a little bit of success, enjoyed it, served you know served uh, a number of families, um, trained some people in leadership, developed my leadership uh, more importantly. Um, but what was really happening was I was actually chasing success. Uh, that's why I went into finance, honestly, is finance is an incredible industry with huge upside potential when it comes to income. And so that's what I was chasing. And uh, and the, the company that I was with is a uh, very motivational company. They really, really uh, seek to bring the best out of their, uh, their representatives. So, um, but I started pursuing material things. Um, that's really all I could see. And I put on a really good act when I would talk to people about why I was in finance. Um, I would say, you know, things like, you know, people just don't understand the rules of the money game. And, you know, if we can teach people the rules of the money game, there'll be less people that'll get, you know, divorced because money is the number one cause of stress in marriages. And, and now all of that is true, but if I were being very real, um, I was there for the money. I was there for the hopes of making a bunch of it and, and doing a bunch of good with it. Um, so I pursued that for, for several years. And then about three years in, I just, I felt so unfulfilled, partially because I was not having the level of success that I, uh, that I had planned on. Um, but what I realized was that there were some callings um, on my life, and I believe that there were callings from God on my life, some purposes that um, I had put on the back burner and I had basically told God and everyone else, hey, I will pursue those things um, when I make X amount of dollars. You know, when I have financial freedom, then I'll pursue what I believe my calling and what my purpose is. And uh, again, that just led me to feel uh, feel very unfulfilled, um, you know, because I was kind of going after these trivial pursuits. Um, so essentially I, uh, I listened to God for once and, uh, he was telling me that I needed to, um, use my car accident when I was 16 as a platform, um, eight years later. And, uh, I just so happened to be blessed with, um, a friend, actually the woman whose mother passed away in the accident. Um, this lady's also the mother of the uh, little girl that was injured. Uh, her and I have been friends. She, um, within a couple of days of the accident, came to the hospital uh, to console me. You know, the the person who was at fault, and um, and so she actually reached out to me 
and wanted to help me with a program that I run in Marion County for all uh, juveniles that receive any traffic violation. And from there, uh, we just had a couple conversations that led us to deciding to write a book together. Um, And those conversations as we were preparing to write this book started to grow into bigger and bigger things, bigger and bigger plans um, to use the platform that we have and to use our pain, the pain that we went through, uh, to guide our purpose and, and to guide, you know, what we're going to do with our lives. So um, for me, you know, I, and this is why purpose is such a, a great subject. This is why I love talking about it. Because for, you know, a couple of years, I was pursuing things that were not, um, I don't believe, within my purpose. Uh, and so now as I'm pursuing my purpose, as I'm, as I'm pursuing my calling and seeking uh, to kind of develop that and figure out what exactly it is, uh, I, I honestly, I have to tell you guys, the peace that comes with that, the anxiety starts to melt away when you know that what you're doing is you were, is what you were purposed to do. So um, I actually, as, as I'm kind of going through this, there's an exercise that I would like you guys to look into and to do on your own. And, and really, I actually encourage you to find a, a trusted friend, a family member, someone that's really close to you, uh, that you trust. And, uh, this is called the seven levels of why exercise. And, uh, it's, uh, in a book, I'll put a link or I'll figure out which book it's in, um, here after, uh, at the end of this podcast. Uh, but a friend of mine, uh, named Brian actually kind of took me through this as part of a presentation. And essentially what it is, is you ask yourself, what is it that you want out of life? What is it that you desire? What is it that you're doing? And then once you answer that question, let's say your friend is doing it with you, your friend would ask you, okay, great, why is that important to you? And then you would answer, why is that important to you? And, and then your friend would then again say, why is that important to you? And so this level or this uh, exercise goes seven levels deep. And they say that essentially once you get to that seventh level or sixth or seventh level, um, that's your real reason why. That's the reason. So for me, um, I'll briefly go through it. So for me, um, I was in finance because I wanted to make a lot of money. Uh, and then, okay, why is that important to me? Well, I want to make a lot of money because I want to provide a great life for my family, for my kids. That's important to me um, because I believe, you know, I want my son, I want my family to have more than I had growing up. And not that I didn't have a lot growing up. I mean, my parents were were great providers. Um, but I want more for my family. I think that's a, you know, I think that's what all parents and all, um, spouses, you know, desire for their families to have more than they had. Um, and so why, you know, is it important that I have more money, um, for my family? Well, it was important to me because though my parents, um, had a lot of freedom with their schedule, um, you know, I would have liked to have maybe taken vacations or, you know, be able to do fun things, um, we just didn't have that much money. And, um, and again, I grew up, as some of you are listening, like understand I grew up um, pretty much getting whatever I needed and most of what I wanted, but by no means were we rich. And so I wanted to have the best of both worlds for my son. I want my son to have me at all of his events, but I also want to be able to travel the world and share experiences with my family that most people don't. So then again, get down to why is that important to you? And it's because um, you know, my wife, um, you know, is, is honestly the one of the great of the greatest things that ever happened to me. And I believe that she deserves that because she also didn't have that growing up. And my son, um, I want my son to be a cultured individual, 
um, that's not um, so narrow-minded because of where he grew up and the limitations of the culture in which he grew up in. Um, and then you get, again, you get further, further down, and about seven layers down, you know, it basically comes to, you know, I want my family to be able to change the world in a very positive way. And so it, when you're pursuing a purpose-driven life, it's really important that you understand the very root of why you do what you do, the very root of why you desire what you desire. And so I would really encourage you to do that exercise and get as deep as you can. If you can go past seven levels of why, keep going down until you get to the point where you're in tears. (laughs) You know, that's what, that's when they say, Hey, now you know that this is your why the second you start to go into tears explaining it. So um, that's just a great exercise for you guys. And I think once you get to that point, the next thing to do um, when you're thinking about your purpose or maybe thinking about starting a business or um, you know, releasing a product, whatever it is, is to figure out what are you good at. Um, again, I believe that God created each and every single one of us individually. And so God has given us natural talents. He's given us things. So for me, one of my natural talents is to relate with people and make friendships very quickly. Um, I find myself all the time, if I'm in a conversation with someone, uh, instantly we're friends. And so that's a talent that I know that I just kind of innately have. You know, Part of it may come from the fact that my parents were business owners um, and that I always was meeting new people because their business was um, on the same property that our house was on. But that is just something that I've been very, you know, very blessed with. So these natural talents that you can use to benefit society. And even if you're not sure how you can benefit society yet, just figure out what those natural talents are and understand that these natural talents can be anything. Um, I was actually recently in a, uh, uh, in a presentation at a prison um, here locally, and I'm kind of thinking about um, this discussion through the lens of going into prisons. And um, even if, you know, if I were to ask an inmate, hey, what is a talent that you have? And one of them may jokingly say, you know, well, I was pretty good at selling drugs if I didn't get caught. Or, you know, hey, I was a player, so, you know, I was able to seduce women and, and, and all of that. Um, even those things, yes, those are talents. Um, but if, if you're able to use those talents for positive things, right, that's kind of the goal. Um, so figure out what you're good at, good or bad. It doesn't matter um, the... Um, I guess the morality behind it as, you know, as far as for this exercise, but figure out what you're good at and then realize that you can use what you're good at as an indicator of, of part of your purpose. So if someone said that they're good at selling drugs, well, that tells me they're good at selling. So if they're really good at selling, that might be an indicator of some career path uh, that they should take or some move that they should make to align with their talents. And, and honestly, and really, it's far more important to worry, to figure out what you're good at than worrying what, about what you're bad at or what skills or resources you don't possess. Um, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, he always talks about tripling down on what you're good at and not giving a crap about what you're bad at. And so I would, I would really agree with that st- sentiment that you know, don't worry about what you suck at because that's why there are other people, right? There's someone out there that is incredible at what you suck at. So just figure out what you're good at, what talents you have. And then after that, um, figure out what do you do for fun? What are things that you enjoy? So me personally, I love fishing. Um, if I wanted to turn, if I felt that it was within my purpose 
um, I may start a fishing blog or vlog or instructional videos or write a book or do a podcast on fishing. Um, you know, and so that's not necessarily what I want to do. I just want to enjoy fishing, but that also may be an indicator of, of maybe a part of where your purpose is part of where your passions are at. Because if you do something that you love, it is much easier to persevere through the challenges that are inevitably going to come. So figure out what you, what you do for fun, what you love to do. And then after that, you figure out what are you passionate about? So what charities um, if you had to give money to charity, what charity would you give to? What um, you know, social causes would you give to? I know right now, um, Black Lives Matter is a big thing. Um, you know, with Colin Kaepernick and Nike, that's blowing up on Facebook for you. If you're listening to this um, after September of 2018, and you just go back to the YouTube videos, um, there are people that are very, very passionate about these uh, social causes. What nonprofits do you like to support? You know, what are some things that you're passionate about? Because following a cause that you're passionate about lends itself to contributing to something bigger than yourself. If you're working to, um, to on something that's bigger than you, it's going to be so much easier. And it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be easier to, you know, persevere, to stay motivated. Um, for example, if you want to help uh, at-risk youth get out of the hood or get out of gangs, um, it's going to be a lot, uh, again, a lot easier for you to continue pushing forward when maybe you run into a problem. Maybe you didn't get a grant you know, that you were expecting to get. Well, you're going to be more motivated to go out and find another grant if, the, if more people benefit from your success than just you. Um, and then, so that's, you know, those are kind of three major things that I would say to look at as, you know, as you're trying to determine what are some areas, right? This isn't necessarily getting really deep yet or really specific yet. Um, but those will be indicators of kind of where, um, you should start focusing some of your attention and trying to figure out what your purpose is. And then I would ask, I would certainly ask what, what would you want your legacy to be? You know, what do you hope? And and these questions, I think, are critical. I think we all need to ask ourselves this. What do you hope people will say about you at your funeral? You know, I, you know, I would hope that people would say he was a world changer. So if that's what I want them to say, then I better get busy on changing the world, right? If you would have them say that, you know, you were an incredible parent, if you want your kids to say, I had the best dad in the world or best mom in the world, you better get on becoming the best dad or best mom in the world, Um, so, you know, really how will you be remembered? And also, what do you want to have accomplished before you die? If you're, if you were to have to write a resume of your accomplishes, accomplishments to get into heaven, what does that resume look like, right? We don't have to do that. Thank God. But what do you want to accomplish before you die? Whether it be for yourself, whether it be for your family or kids, whether it be for friends or whether it be for complete strangers, the community at large, uh, so what do you want to have accomplished? And and really understand that no goal or dream is too big, right? Go big or, or be average, right? Go big um, and have, you know, what I call God-sized goals um, that seem a little bit crazy when you think about them right now, uh, but start pursuing those things. So if you, what your legacy, what you want your legacy to be is another indicator of the type of person that you should be, the type of purpose that you should pursue, um, and then for the kind of the last point, and this is something that is 
absolutely helped me. Um, this is really kind of the foundation of, of what I believe my purpose is. Um, to find a few defining moments in your life, um, good or bad. I'll talk about the good for first, and then I'm going to finish with maybe some of the bad points in your life and how you can use those to help determine your purpose. So for good things, I would say think about the happiest moment you've ever had, the happiest you have ever been in your entire life. Ask yourself, why were you that happy? Ask yourself, how could others benefit from hearing your triumphs? And ask yourself, can you become an advocate for others who may be a seek, uh, seeking to accomplish what it is that you accomplished that made you so happy in the first place? So um, just a, like a quick example, maybe just something to, to maybe clarify this. Um, say, you know, a friend of mine, John, didn't graduate high school um, when he was a teen, but decided to go back and get his GED when he was 35. Um, receiving his GED was a major accomplishment for him because he always felt like he was less than, you know, any less than anyone who finished high school. Um, so because of that triumph, because of how incredible it made John feel, um, he wants to now reach out and help other men and women who didn't finish high school. He wants to help them get their GEDs maybe through a study program or an encouragement group so that they can have the same opportunity that he's had to feel happiness, self-worth. So that um, could actually be a nonprofit. You know, he could start a nonprofit organization around helping others eliminate a social stigma of people who didn't finish high school, right? And that's kind of a, just kind of an off-the-cuff example. Um, but think about a moment, think about an accomplishment that you had that you could actually turn into a business, you know, you could turn into a nonprofit, you could turn into an organization, or, um, or you could even just turn into a hobby. Um, I would, I would say, um, you know, turn your hobbies into LLCs, turn your um, thoughts and your ideas into businesses. But if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But that's going to help you find, you know, a, a bigger purpose is when you are able to say, listen, I know what you're going through, but I went through it. And this is such a, you know, I've had such triumph. I'm going to help you get there. So um, that's, you know, a good defining moments in your life. And then I would say, honestly, and this for me is um, when I hear someone talk about how they turned uh, their pain into purpose or their pain into passion, um, that's what motivates me the most. And I think that's when you can tell that you're really, really living within your purpose. Um so, you know, I think about my life, for example, and I think about the car accident. And, um, I mean, let's be honest, something like that, especially as a 16-year-old, I mean, that was the absolute lowest point in my life, um, you know, was going through that. And, you know, for honestly, you know, I talk about all the time accountability and taking responsibility. Um, that was the first time that I really had to take responsibility for something serious. So it was a very low point um, in my life. But since then, it's been eight years, but since then, um, I had to take stock of what did I learn, right? What kind of life lessons, what things did I learn that I can put into action in my life so that my life is better because of it? Um, and, you know, I think that's one of the most telling things about someone who's mentally tough is do they learn from, you know, the negative experiences in their life? So, um, so if you've had an absolute low moment, think about the darkest time of your life, Ask yourself, what did you learn? And then ask yourself, what would you tell others who have recently been through something similar? So if I were to, and this is what I do, this is what I do now, but if I were to um, have that accident, one of the things that I would say is, 
find other people who have been through an accident like that. Find other people who are responsible for causing a, a terrible accident or terrible tragedy and figure out what would you tell them about how to cope? What would you tell them about how to better their life from it? Um, and then also ask, what are the silver linings, right? What are the, where, where's, what light came through that darkness? So for me, um, a direct result of that accident is that I developed a relationship with Jesus Christ. I mean, that was immediate very soon, but I also gained a lifelong friend in the woman who lost her mom and had to watch her daughter go through all kinds of pain and all kinds of suffering. Um, we are friends now. We share an experience. And now what we are doing is we are taking our experience and we are distributing it to the masses. And we're saying, listen, on my end, I talk a lot about decision making and the fact that every decision that we make has a direct effect on the rest of our lives. I think a lot of teens don't understand that. A lot of people don't understand that, you know. Um, so that's part of my message. And I think that is a very good message to take into high schools and to churches and to courtrooms. And so I'm able to use that. But also the woman whose mom passed away, her name's Amanda. Amanda is able to um, talk about forgiveness and, and not just forgiveness in a, a kind of brief, um, trivial stance, but forgiveness in the fact that sometimes you have to give forgiveness in a very real way. Um, you know, I, I call it uncommon forgiveness. It's absolutely um, incredible to be on the receiving end of that, but she talks about how to do, how to live on the giving end of that and how, you know, it's so important to be, to be a forgiving person because it brings peace to you. And so those are the, that's just a little, that's just a hint, just a little bit of the, the light that's come through the darkness. And through that, we've been able to impact teens and, and really anyone that hears our story, we get nothing but positive feedback. Um, so, so find those silver linings, right? I know it's sometimes tough, especially if you've just come through a tragedy or you're going through some darkness right now. It's going to be tough right now to see the silver linings, but the further out you get from that tragedy, the easier it's going to be to say, you know what, had it not been for that terrible thing that happened, this good thing wouldn't exist in my life. And so that'll, that'll help you. And then what you do is you take those silver linings, you take what you've learned, um, and you take the ability to impact other people who could benefit from learning what you learned and learning, hearing about the silver linings, and you turn it into a platform. Um, Ann uh, Beeler, she's actually the uh, the founder of Aunt Anne's, Aunt Annie's uh, pretzels. They're in like every mall across America. Um, that business was actually birthed out of a lot of pain. Uh, her and her husband had a lot of um, marital issues, affairs. And through that, she actually, her husband actually, once they got through that pain, her husband turned that pain into a platform to help other couples, um, to do counseling for other couples. And then as he was counseling other couples, she would make pretzels for them um, in their home kitchen. And she'd never made a pretzel before uh, she started helping her husband. And something happened and she made a really good pretzel. And now it's a, you know, a gigantic nationwide, probably international company. So they were able to turn their pain into a platform, and I would say, why can't you? Um, you know, this is this is really where the rubber meets the road. You can have these, you know, experiences. You can have passion. You can have, you know, things that you love and you do for fun, and you can be clear on what you want your legacy to be. You can know what you desire, and you can know what you're good at. But ultimately, if you don't take the steps 
to enact that, to use what you've just learned about yourself and doing these exercises and asking these questions, then why are you listening to this podcast? Why did you make it this far? So I'm assuming if you've made it to the end of this podcast, um, I haven't bored you. I've either, I've either bored you to sleep and it's time to wake up or you know that you want to live a more purpose-driven life. You know that you're not really happy with what you're doing. You may not even be happy with the friends that you have. But if you can ask these questions and you can figure it out and you can just take a leap. You don't have to do what I did and quit college and then quit a job. But you can do these things in your spare time. I would ask yourself, what can I do today Today, right now, after this podcast ends, what can I do to start living a more purpose-driven life? And don't worry about the how. The how is not important right now. It is your goal right now to figure out the what, but most importantly, the why. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I hope that you've been able to take a couple nuggets from it. Um, and I, I, my sincere, sincere prayer is that you use what you've learned. You use what I've talked about and you put it into action and you start living the best life that you can live. You be the best you that you can be and that you find true purpose and true calling and that you follow it with reckless abandon. So thank you guys for listening. I love you all. See you next time.